0: hello everyone welcome back to all about america's team brought to you by delahanty media it is victory wednesday as the cowboys were able to get the victory over the giants we are now sitting at myself ray mickens at two and one and owen DeChico th- owen three um just not shocking for some not so shocking for others but anyway welcome back Just not to be here <laughs> just uh Welcome back to the episode. We got a lot to dive into. As promised, we will dive into the Bengals game at the beginning before moving on into some breakdowns of the New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys last Monday. But first, as always, Owen, take it away. What do you got for any updates or breaking news?
1: Uh, so Dak, they're waiting for his um his recently hand a thumb that went under surgery to st- to the, st- the swelling to go down. And after that, they'll kind of go into the next steps of him being able to throw a football. And no one really knows when he's going to be back just because you have to wait until the swelling to go down to kind of make a timetable. And also Michael Gallup, a lot of people thought that he was going to be playing against the Giants, but he only practiced a few times last week and he said that he wasn't mentally ready yet to go in. And especially with Chris Godwin going up against the Cowboys week one and then being injured the last few weeks. Um, he said that that really made him reevaluate his confidence in himself because the last thing he wanted to do was step out there and then pull something or reaggravate his recently torn ACL. Um, so I'm glad that they, that they decided to sit him and hopefully he can come back against Washington or even – Go up against the Rams in two weeks, but I think besides also um, Jaron Curse should be able to play this or should be able to play this week, as well as McGovern. Who knows if Jason Peters won, won that job? But we'll kind of go into Jason Peters a little later in the show. But looks like besides Dak, everyone else should be having at least limited practice this week.
0: Yeah, and going on the Michael Gallup. Spiel. I think as long as the Cowboys prove they do not need him in the game to win and be successful, I think he should take as much time as he needs. And if he can, we can get through Washington with a win without him, that would be great and pencil in on the calendar for the matchup versus the Rams as his debut. That's the best-case scenario for me. Uh, Cowboys typically don't rush players back either, so if they're winning without him and don't necessarily need him, then that would be great.
1: Yeah, but no, yeah, I definitely definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah, so is that um, about it with the news? We can just dive right into the Bengals? Of course. All right, well, as promised, two, about two weeks late, here's our Bengals game breakdown. Cowboys were able to get the victory over the Bengals, and it was a very, very interesting day for sure. Uh, the Bengals offense, which everyone thought, including me, were going to run laps around the Dallas Cowboys secondary. They were not able to do that, but that was mainly because of our pass rush. We took advantage of the the um, the inconsistent at best Bengals offensive line. Micah Parsons had a field day, uh, two sacks, and there were a lot of other players who were able to get to Joe Burrow as well, sacking him seven times. And really stalling a bunch of drives just by getting, getting to Joe Burrow quickly and forcing him to either throw it away or take him to the turf. That was, I my opinion, the difference in the football game where uh, the Cowboys were able to pressure Joe Burrow and the Bengals were unable to get to Cooper Rush very often. Also, not to steal everything, but also think the the balance of the offense was great. We haven't seen that much balance in a long time. That was a a main impact, again, being able to run the football with Zeke and Tony Pollard effectively, um, getting three to four yards to carry, and really being able to just kind of milk the clock as much as they could, knowing they only scored their uh, two touchdowns early and then had some points later on in the game to ultimately seal it. But holding the Bengals' only one offensive touchdown was huge. And then just kind of milking the clock at the end and getting that game deciding field goal. So I'm just going to kind of pencil in that win to the defense. Um, Cooper Rush did get his fourth quarter game-winning drive, improving him to two and zero in his in his career with two game-winning drives. Um, and but really, the the hats off to the defense. They're really the main factor as to why the Cowboys were able to get that victory.
1: Yeah, for sure. The defense definitely. It was funny because um, during the off season when Lyle Collins was cut everyone was like oh my goodness like you cut your your top right tackle for a bum and steal and Micah Parsons had Lyle Collins turning around basically was in uh, it, it was it was just it was hard to see as Collins who's been with who who was with Dallas for so many years you see him get beat I, basically every play by Micah. Um, my only issue with this game is that at halftime, it was 17-3, to and they only won 20-17. to And granted, a big reason why the game was so close was because of the Dalton Schultz fumble, but I really would have liked to see more urgency coming out of Dallas at halftime, because 17-3 is great, but... At that point, you still have another two quarters left to play, and the game is nowhere near being done. So, hopefully, in the future, if Dallas does ever does 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 ever go into halftime leading by multiple scores, they'll be able to continue playing at a high level. Because if for for all we know, if after after that first drive by Dallas, um, the Bengals could have things could have clicked, and they could have. Easily beat Dallas by multiple scores just because Dallas was not there. Was it wasn't really a lot of urgency in the second half? Um, but yeah, the my, my other thing that I that I wanted to say about this game was that going into it, a lot of people were saying how, like Ray, you said that Bengals are gonna win by a lot and that Dallas didn't really have a shot. And then it, it's funny because after that game, like now people are like, oh yeah, like the Bengals, like, like are they gonna have a, a Super Bowl? Like, second year slump and it's just i i wish for like teams in general um like the energy that that, like the hype that you that you give them in the beginning going into the week you keep that same level of hype going out um just because just because the bengals lost doesn't mean that the bengals aren't gonna be able to figure things out their offensive line they have a lot of new pieces um it's 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 difficult for any new unit to to be able to um, play well against one of the top defensive lines. And even Lyle Collins said that's one of the best, if not the best defensive line we'll go up against this year. So they're only going to get better because of it. Um, so I, I wish that that people would not kind of give up on teams like that. because Just because just if the Bengals did win, the Bengals didn't look all that great. Um, and if the Bengals were able to pull out a win, I, I don't if they did if they did keep the same type of things they were saying going about how like, how great they were and everything. I didn't really think they played up to that level, but they have Jamar Chase and they have a great team around them, um, and they'll be they'll be able to figure it out. Besides those like few little things, I thought Dallas played well, but there's always room for improvement.
0: Yeah, and just to kind of quickly touch on both of those before we move on. Uh, as for the as for the starting off slow in the second half, I do believe, and a lot of people, a lot of talking heads who are much smarter than me, um, they've they've said that that was due to kind of a little bit more playing scared, uh, trying to milk the clock, not not wanting to turn the ball over with a backup quarterback in. Um, I think their offensive, the, their um, their mindset after getting two quick touchdowns and holding the Bengals to three points in the first half. I assume, in the, I assume and it showed on the field that in the locker room there was a conversation that was made or that was had, like let's just keep playing great defense, let's milk the clock. If we score, great. If we don't, we're milking clock and let's get out of here. And ultimately that was a good game plan because they won and really the Bengals only scored, um, I believe, they might have had two touchdowns, but they scored a late touchdown to tie it and then uh, Cooper Rush led the field goal drive to ultimately win. So the Bengals were never, they never led in this game. They tied it up very briefly at the end, other than starting the game tied 0-0. So ultimately, I mean, it would have been great if they were to you know, score a touchdown in the second half, but I don't think they were, they were um, running plays to score. They were just kind of running to get out of the game. And maybe that shifts with Prescott's in, we don't really know, but I, that was my opinion on that. And then as to the whole, mindset of people switching up their their um, opinions on teams based on one victory. I mean you kind of did the same thing week one after the bucks <laughs> game. So you're basically just kind of hopping trying to slowly climb down the ladder from from that and, and move your way back into the into the swing of things. But I mean that's okay, I just wanted to mention that. but also I mean it's very I mean with the Cowboys, especially if if the team if the Cowboys beat a good team, um, that's going to happen a lot. There, there's going to be excuses made. Oh, oh, the Bengals are actually not that good, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, really, all you have to really say is the Cowboys are able to get to Burrow, pressure him, sack him, and that really stalled the, the Bengals' offense, which is a lot of big plays down the field. And if you can you know, bust up those plays by getting to the quarterback quickly, then they're not going to be able to hurt you deep. So Bengals, they have a kind of shaky, shaky defense. We're not really sure. How they're gonna do? Offensive line is, has been suspect for years; still a suspect. So I ultimately think it's they're gonna figure it out. Um, but Cowboys just got him at the perfect time, early on in the year. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I do agree. And also, I did not expect one Dallas to come out as poorly as they did against the Bucks, and also two for Dak to to, to break his to, to something happened to his thumb. So yes, I, I was. I thought I didn't think that Dal- I thought Dallas was gonna have a good record, didn't really think they were gonna meet the playoffs or anything like that. Um but obviously all of my predictions for this for the playoffs are poor. The Saints aren't looking all that great, the 49ers look pretty bad. So I'ma just I'm gonna chalk all those up to L's um but I hopefully Dallas can fit can figure it out, but I don't really think that if they if they continue this type of trajectory that they're on right now, um I don't really foresee much, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So any anything else about the um, the, the Joe Burrow led Bengals you would like to touch upon? Um only
0: thing I have to say about them is they're gonna look amazing in their whiteouts on third tomorrow.
1: <laughs> It'll yeah the the, yeah, the the white jerseys will look great. Um that's it's the first time that they're debuting. It's the, they're debuting them tomorrow night, right? Okay. Yep. And that'll be exciting.
0: That's why I'm picking them because there's no way they're losing in those jerseys.
1: <laughs> well, the dolphins the uh waddles on the injury report, so is Tua, so who really knows what'll happen. But yeah, going into true. going into the Giants game, um the Giants game was a game that I was I did not I expected it to be more on the low, low scoring side, um, but just quarter to quarter was not really, I, I did, I, I did think that the Giants were going to win by 10, but um, I did not think that it was going to be a shootout. Um. So just on a, on a quarter to quarter basis, I was, I I was either like pleasantly surprised or, or more on the shocked side. Um. So Ray, what, 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 are, what, what were some of your thoughts coming out of that game?
0: Well, they, they executed what I expected them to and how I kind of drew up how the Cowboys were going to win. They were very balanced, again, running the football. They, they ran a lot of plays to Tony Pollard and Zeke, and whenever they had big runs, it was based on a nice little creativity. Um, spreading, spreading out the defense and then running motion handoffs to Pollard, that worked very well, got them a huge game. Um, and then really, ultimately, I thought this was Cooper Rush's best game coming as a starter, better than the Minnesota game. He didn't throw for as many yards, but his his command was was great. Poise was great. Made a lot of very big-time decisions and plays. And really, ultimately, what, what impressed me the most was the, the Cowboys' defense. They, they were on top of Daniel Jones basically every play. Um, they didn't get to him every time, but they pressured him. Over 70% of the time, he dropped back to pass and put him on the ground over five times. DeMarcus Lawrence, he had a, his best game in six years. Um, he, was, but, I mean, he was going up against Evan Neal, not saying much. Evan Neal looked pathetic. Um, not to take anything away from DeMarcus Lawrence, but uh, that was just kind of what he was, that was. Those were the cards he was dealt. He executed, put Daniel Jones on the ground more than three times. Really nice to see someone else step up other than michael parsons on the defensive line and really shows how great they can be if they have everyone stepping up and getting to the quarterback um once again running back or the running defensive line when it comes to the running game uh, they gave up that one big play to saquon and saquon took it to the house and really that was the the turning point of the game where it could have gone two ways i remember Remember Owen texted me after that play and said, game over, Cowboys are done. And I think I responded with, relax, there's still plenty of time left. Maybe I had said, maybe I said terrible defense, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But I was thinking there's still plenty of time. And from that play on, the Cowboys outscored the Giants 17-3, to scored 17 on answer points, two long drives, one touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb, and, um, Cooper Rush got his third game-winning drive and third win. So ultimately what I've seen from Cooper Rush is that he's not going to be spectacular like Josh Allen or Mahomes or Herbert or, or Lamar Jackson, but he's going to make the plays when when they need to be made. And, and he's going to – if he gets down in a very small sample size, but if, if it's a one-score game – or if they have a position to go and go and win, he's perfect in those situations. So that impresses me. I like that a lot. I had a lot of fun watching the Cowboys um, on Monday. And that's all I really care about. But ultimately, just really quickly, my offensive MVP for the game was Cooper Rush. And then my uh, defensive MVP was DeMarcus Lawrence. So stop the presses I did. Put
1: Demarcus Lawrence as the MVP of something. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I I shared the same defensive MVP as you. Um, just a, just a few things. Terrence Steele played really well. He did not give he did not give up pressure. And then Tyler Smith, he did have two penalties. He had a holding, and then I believe he had a false start. But besides that, he was on 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 the toss on 3rd the, on the and 10 to Zeke I believe it was and Tyler Smith he was he was mauling people and that, that was really good to see um after he, I won- mean when I
0: when I watched back the game just an hour or so ago um, every time they had long um time there were plays where Pollard or Zeke got into the second level Ty- Tyler Smith was the the lead blocker so I mean, I know it's still early, but I'm willing to say I was wrong about Tyler Smith and give him his due. And um, I think that, I mean, especially playing left tackle, I wish I wish he wouldn't have even been practicing at left guard because who knows how much better he would be if he spent the entire offseason running left tackle. So if he's playing this well through the first three games, um, then I, I can't imagine how well he would be playing if he had a full offseason at left tackle. But, I mean, it is still... Still early, a lot of defensive pass rushes or a lot of good pass rushers that are coming that he'll have to go up against. So we'll see how he does there. But I mean, he's been doing very well in the run blocking and pass blocking. And if you could just kind of keep the penalties at a minimum, I think he'll have a really solid year.
1: Yeah, for sure. He um, He's, even in college in Tulsa, he was known for his run, bl- or for his run blocking ability. But I think his, his pass protection has... Um, has gotten better as the days as the days go on, and going back to what you said about Dan Jones being pressured, he was pressured 35 times against the Cowboys' um, defense. And funny enough, Dallas in that game got more pressures than the Saints have had in the past three games, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, other little tidbit: um, regardless of the hate that this coaching staff gets and it deserves a lot of hate. Mike McCarthy is seven and seven in games without Dak Prescott. And I I think that if when when Jason Garrett in 2015 when when Tony went down, I was we were just watching to see what would happen. There was there was never really a thought, oh yeah, Dallas is gonna win this week. There were a bunch of games where they were in but it was never, never something like this. And you could either say that, well, Cooper Rush is better than any quarterback they've had or that, that Dallas had in 2015. Or you could say that it's the coaching staff, regardless of whatever way you want to go down. Um, being 7-7 seven and seven without your $40 million quarterback, I, I think, is something to be appreciative of, even though there's probably a laundry list of things to be negative about. Um, in Dallas quarterback fashion, Cooper rush off play action was 11, 11 for 15 for 158 yards. And then you had the big drop by CD, which after that drop, I was, I was stunned just cause for if, especially when you're the number one wide receiver, along with wearing number 88 for Dallas, having a big drop like that, um, was shocking, but Thankfully, he redeemed himself as the game went on, um, which is something that I was I was pleasantly surprised by. Um, they used him a lot in the second half after the Giants kind of came back, and to be able to see CD really put up wide receiver one numbers and really have his this was like his coming out party. Like granted, against the Giants, but. Um, it really showed that he is. I think this was probably the first game with him as the bona fide number one that he was able to, to really step up and do something. And then my MVPs were CD Lamb for offense and Demarcus Lawrence for defense.
0: Mm. Well, if it makes you, I mean, I guess the common denominator was I had CD in my top three. However, Tony Pollard was ahead of him. So he he if he was in the top three for MVP, um and then he but he still had two people ahead of him. But I just want to go back to that 2015 comparison that you brought up. Um, I disagree with it mainly on the sense that there were a lot of games that year where the Cowboys either had the lead or were in position to win, and they either they just lacked that one. Um, they, they lack the ability, whether it be from the quarterback or on the defense, to just to close. I mean, the Saints game, but they got into overtime. Uh, Garrett Garrett Gilbert played well. They're playing uh, Drew Brees and C J Spiller took the ball and ran it house house it for eighty yards in the in overtime. But really, what separates this football team from that football team is just the Really the backup quarterback just executing at the end of the game and getting points and sealing games. Whereas um I mean Matt Castle, I'm not even gonna throw him in there because he played terrible. I like, did I don't I, I, I
1: love Matt Castle. No, no, I, I always look forward to those games where he would rot when he would he would like when he would um be a quarterback scramble or something like that and he'd get hit and his helmet would be off and he'd just go in motion for the first down and that 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 made the whole game for me. When he he did like once or twice, but it made the whole season worthwhile.
0: Well, I I remember Matt Castle from when we lost to the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets, and one of those teams is still abysmal. The other one is actually good now. Um, but yeah, so really the Cowboys in twenty fifteen they I think if I recall they were in there were six to eight games where they either had the lead or were down by a possession with a chance to win, and they were able to win one of those games where Deshaun Jackson muffed a punt where he was with Washington, and we got the recovery and kicked the field goal. So really just lacking that one, that one person to make that specific play to ultimately win. Um, the difference here is we're taking advantage and scoring um, points when we're either down by a score or weeding or tied. Um, and then also, just the defense is just miles ahead of the twenty fifteen defense. It's not even close. So, um, whereas in those scenarios, it was kind of a hope that the defense stops the, the offense and uh, relying on the run game. Whereas this team is uh, relying the defense and make big plays to win. And I think that they're just being able to execute very well in those in those uh, close game scenarios.
1: No, all I meant by that point was that. um, was that in those games, at least for me, I wasn't really expecting Dallas to win. Um, yeah, like, like I said, and like you said, there were a lot of close games, but it was never really like, oh, yeah, like Dallas really has a chance to win this. It's just how is either Dallas going to mess this up or how is the other team going to play well? Um, but I, I just by that point, I just meant that you got like week to week, there is, even though I don't see it, you do, because um, you obviously. Um, your picks are more correct than me you 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 see a glimmer of hope when in 2015 there wasn't really one at least at least in my opinion um but, but yeah that that that's all that i meant um by by that point but are there any any plays or any Tidbits from this game that kind of give you a sense of hope going into the rest of the season, or going into future seasons, or anything like that.
0: Um, I am very, um, basically just how well the offensive line played. They were able to. Um, I'll dive into this a little bit more later, but just a sort little. Of, I'll just stay on the running side. They were able to run the ball very well, and um, Zeke was that power back. And then Tony Pollard was, had brought the burst and had a lot of really big runs that really shifted momentum and got the Cowboys into Giants territory. And they able to score; they were able to score multiple points um, in those scenarios. And ultimately, I mean, when the Cowboys got into the red zone, um, they cashed in every single time. That was very nice to see. Getting two touchdowns, yeah, two touchdowns and two field you no. Know, Three touchdowns. I, uh, how many touchdowns did they score? 23 they points. They scored, scored two touchdowns and six, then um, three, six. three
1: field goals, I believe.
0: Okay, yeah. Every time they got in the red zone, they, they cashed in with touchdowns or field goals. They weren't stopped or had a penalty to push them back or miss a field goal or anything like that. So it was nice to see them getting, getting points when they got into the red zone. Um, the kicking game has been shockingly very surprisingly well. Maher is kicked very well other than the deep 58 yarder. He's made a lot of field goals and he's really not missed any extra points. So he's, we've gotten points from our special teams, which was, was a suspect. Uh, and then, and then just ultimately the long-term, the thing that gives me hope long-term is the defense. Um, when Dak went down week one, I said that the defense was going to keep the Cowboys in every single game that they played. Um, you did not share the same sentiment as me, but that's okay. I mean, it's hard to really hope for the Cowboys to do anything without Dak. But um, I mean, the defense has kept them in every game. They've limited every team that they play to under twenty points allowed, which is very, very, which is a huge accomplishment when your offense is um, doesn't have their starting quarterback, has a lot of inexperience at wide receiver, and had some question marks on the offensive line going into the year. So the fact that they've been in every and they've been even in the position to win games at the end at, at the end in the fourth quarter is a really is a huge. Um, hats off to the defense for getting them in that position.
1: Yeah, definitely the defense, especially the pass rushes has been really good. Um, I'm glad that Dallas made the free agent moves they made because Dante Fowler has had impact. Obviously, bringing back Dorrance Armstrong, has looked really good as he's had a really good two-game stretch. Um, obviously, Micah and Micah, who didn't really have a great game on the stat sheets, he was disrupting everything. He was um, in the backfield for basically every play, and the attention that was brought to him allowed um, the attention that was brought to him allowed people like. Demarcus Lawrence and other players on the defensive line to be able or end linebackers to be able to get home and create sacks. Also Donovan Wilson had a sack. So just the a lot of good came out of the defense. Um, I think that Dallas has a very big like bend but don't break mentality, which they've had for several years, which is still kind of give up some plays every now and then, but in the red zone or Thirty to forty yards, so kind of buckle down and get their stuff together, which is good to I see. Mean,
0: I mean, I, I mean, I, I see, I see where you're coming from on that. I think I don't really think they're a bend but don't break defense at all anymore. They haven't. I don't. If you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the only big they haven't given up a sing. They've given up one big play in the secondary this entire three-game three stretch, and that was in week one to Julio Jones on, on the deep ball from Brady. Other than that, the only big plays they have given up have been in the running game. Um, the secondary has done a great job limiting big plays, where that was kind of their weakness last year, where teams were getting a lot of big plays. Um, that I think that comes from the defensive line getting home a lot more consistently. Um, you're not going to give up a ton of big plays in the secondary when you're – you're um, sacking the you're – you're in the backfield in less than two or three seconds. So um, they – I mean, the Giants really had – the Giants had six points for mostly the entirety of the first half. And Then they had the one big run to Barkley. Other than that, they had one additional field goal and were in the red zone once, I believe, or maybe twice and had to settle for field goals. So they Cowboys, they just done a really good job of getting off the field on third down and getting – teams in the third and sevens third and eights third and ten plus and just kind of you know getting off the field in those scenarios just because they've been able to get pressure but they're not playing like they would where teams would go six seven eight nine ten plays down to the 20 30 yard line and then get a stop and force a field goal so i'm just i'm just very impressed whereas i mean just an example like a 2014 defense was that bend but don't break mentality where they would you know get off the field on third down um, this defense is a lot more aggressive. They're getting getting sacks, pushing defense pushing offenses back, forcing punts, um, getting off the field quickly. And uh that's just very exciting, especially because um really just one player has been able to impact the entirety of the defense extremely well. What
1: well, I remember by that was there were a few times in the Bengals game where the Bengals were in the red zone and they had, I believe it was two opportunities to score, but then Micah and company sacked Burrow several times, which kept Dallas in the game. And, and that, that, that's kind of my definition of Ben, but don't break. It's not, um, it's not, obviously it's, if a team gets up a 70 yard touchdown, but then able to keep them to a field goal. But also in my opinion, at least is wherever they start, if they're consistently getting first downs and bringing, if they, if they don't, if they're not, um, stopping the team from from um, from getting getting third downs and end up getting back to first down um if they just if they keep on get it, if they keep on um, consistently succeeding and then they get into the red zone and then um, and the defense is able to stop them but so that's what I meant um yeah like you said Dallas hasn't really given up many big plays besides the julio and then obviously the run with saquon which i hope is being shown today in practice about how it is being shown today in the film in the film room about how to to not ta- about how to tackle correctly because there were several missed tackles from donovan wilson and several other people so hopefully um they were able to get that that tackling situation under under wrapped but that's all i meant by the bend don't break is that they were several times the mangles game and then even here where they stopped in the field goals um when the when the drive looked promising
0: yeah i i agree um i think most of their i think two of the three Giants field goals came from 40 yards out or more
1: yeah, um, it was – yeah, they, it was – they're very good on – I believe the kick was Graham Gano. Very good on him for being able to mm-hmm. knock those down. And also, like I like said, I like what you said about Brett Maher. He's looked really good. Besides that, like, 59-yarder, he's looked really good. Which yeah, is, which but, I'm, I'm not going to hold that
0: against him. So. Yeah, not
1: at all. It, it's difficult for any kicker to make that unless your name is Justin Tucker. So.
0: I agree with that. But any yeah. other – overall thoughts on the game before we dive into a little bit more of a controversial portion of this video
1: uh no by all means all right. all right
0: well so i'll let you take um set the stage for this one and i'll let you go first and then i'll kind of bring up the bring up the rear
1: okay um so yesterday and earlier today ray and i were kind of talking about the game kind of talking about what we won- <laughs> To talk about for this episode, and one thing that I brought up was that there were several times in the game, at least from from where I was, what I was looking at, and may, maybe I missed something. Was that it looked like the the game plan over the last two weeks has kind of changed from from when Dak was 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 playing, um, at least in recent memory. It felt like a lot of the personnel that that, that Kellen Moore was throwing on the field was was with. Multiple tight ends and a lot of pass protection, which allowed Cooper Rush to have a clean pocket. So Ryan and I were talking about that, um, and um, there was a article by David Hellman. He's a, he's a really good, um, really good Dallas reporter. He's 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 also on um, Fox with Emmanuel Ocho and I think Lashawn McCoy. So every now and then, those are those those are kind of exciting. Lashawn McCoy thinks that that Cooper Rush is the next franchise co- quarterback for Dallas, um, and I, I believe Emmanuel Ocho, who was an Eagle, kind of feel the same way. But I, I thought that I, I I'll say, I'll say like my main statement, and then Ray, you can take over. I think that last night, if you put Dak in there, and if he's if he's not coming off um, a, a broken thumb, if he's Healthy, I guess. If you want to say week one, if you put Dak in there, um, I do think that the score is a lot. um, Dallas scores a lot more points than they did um, against the Giants with with Cooper Rush. I think I and that that's all I kind of wanted to say. And then also I I just thought that the game plan changed a lot um, with Cooper Rush and just personnel they were throwing out there. And yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Um, and then Ray, you are more than welcome to to, to, to share yeah. your, your point of view now.
0: Yeah. Well, before I dive in, just a quick point. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, um, I know this is if and or but, but it's very clear that if C.D. Lamb did not drop the easiest catch of all time, he would have walked into the end zone. That would tack on another seven. That would bring the score to 30 to 16 and then the blatant pi in the first quarter that was no call i don't know how that what there wasn't a flag that would have put the cowboys at the one yard line where zeke would have ran it in or pollard either one for a touchdown bringing the final score to 37 to 16 so in my opinion that would that would count as a blowout um, but i mean that that just goes to show that with and with two plays being different it would have been that blowout that you would have been looking for. But um, but yeah, going into the whole, the personnel, um, when Owen told me that, I immediately said, well, let me just go back and watch the tape because I, I can, thanks to my my investment of not to give them a, a plug, but NFL premium um, allows me to watch back every game. And I was able to watch a condensed version, get through the entirety of the game in 55 minutes um, count out the every personnel from every play. And what I found was very interesting. the Cowboys did line up in a lot of two tight end personnel um, with seven six to even to even nine blockers. But most of the time they were in those seven seven to eight blocking fronts, they were running the football. So every they would stack the bo- they would stack the offensive line, and they would hand it off to either Zeke or run Pollard in from a motion, or toss it to him. Either one. And what what the article did not mention was that the Cowboys would did go back to their traditional four wide receiver sets, one running back, five block, five offensive line linemen, and they were able to block and protect Cooper Rush very well. Um, What I what I got from the game plan from watching it back is the Cowboys were really adamant on keeping a balance a balance running formation. One second. All right, we're good. Sorry about that, loud roommates. Um, (laughs) where was I?
1: Talking about um personnel and
0: oh right, yeah, um, yeah, they were able to block efficiently where when they would line up in the five five line and spread them out and throw. Um, a lot of when they when they were throwing it in six 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 linemen fronts, seven lineman fronts. There are multiple swing passes to CD Lamb or Pollard, play action runs. And what, what it looked like they were trying to do, which is what I believe every offensive good play caller does, is they were running different plays from the same look. So they ran 30, 20, 28 to 35 running plays from five from um, five. Offensive lineman sets six, offensive lineman sets seven, offensive line sets, and they'd show the same two wide receiver split out, or they'd have three wide receivers split out, and they were they were either running it, throwing swing passes, play actioning, it was just making it very difficult for the Giants to predict what was coming. Whereas in the past, with the you know quarterback, you're paying forty million dollars to throw the football, it's very easy to get pass happy to um, line up and. And um four wide receivers, one run one running back, um, blocking only five offensive linemen and allowing the, the defenses to go out there and and blitz you while keeping their um D B front. But they were but what they were forcing the Giants to do was to line up and running line up to stop the run, and they're able to play auction play action very effectively off that. But when the Cowboys were lining and and honestly, to be honest, I believe that you know running five offensive linemen and one tight end in there to block is not uncommon. A lot of teams do that in a lot of different scenarios, especially when they line up in the pistol, which is what the Cowboys mainly did uh, when they were throwing with six linemen. Was running in that pistol, um, they they were able to block him very effectively. When there were five offensive linemen there, it would have blocked very effectively. And then when they had seven offensive linemen, it was mainly just for quick passes, swing passes, or or a quick swing to the running back. So um, what I saw, they were not designing just that they were not – I mean, obviously they were trying to block Cooper Rush That's or block the, the Giants and protect Cooper Rush. That's a given. But they were not K- – Kellen Moore did not design the game plan and stack it Just to protect Cooper Rush on the passing game, there's a lot more overall, um, design by what he did, and ultimately, it's what any good game, good play caller would do is design your passes and make them look like runs, make your runs look like passes. Um, and what I think, and I'm not gonna, you know, give Kellen Moore all this praise for, for being competent and calling plays that look like other plays because, um, what what they've done in the past with Dak is they try to throw from the same formation every single time, and it gets very predictable. So my hope in the future is that the Cowboys stick with this when Dak comes back, not get pass hop- happy, not think that Dak can do something he has proven he can't do, which is um, throw a ton of times and be consistent. And just keep this and keep this balanced running game, like the West Coast offense in San Francisco and Green Bay, and basically everywhere they run a West Coast offense, where they design pass plays and run plays. So that was my take from it. I did not think that the main design of running seven people in at offensive line was to protect Cooper Rush. It was just to disguise pass plays and run plays, as as many good offensive coordinators do.
1: That's fair. I I saw several clips of um f- the tight end Ferguson that was drafted from the fourth round, um, and Hendershot blocking Thibodeau and just trying to chip him. So yeah, so it was kind of like a block and release, like like mentioned earlier. Um, but I I do think that that when that Dallas had Kevon Thibodeau as their number one prospect. And there are reports that if Thibodeau fell out of the top 10, they were going to go and trade for him. So in my opinion, at least it makes the most sense that if in your eyes, the best off, if the best pass rusher you're facing, you're going to want to give them more attention. Even if you have Tyron Smith, because if you respect them that much, especially with your backup quarterback on your blind side, that's just not something that I think is all that smart. But um, but yeah, I, I like what you said about um, changing up the um the specific play, but the same same formation. There was one play in the game where, like like you mentioned, where Pollard kind of did a swivel around um, Zeke, and they didn't give it to him. And then another play a few drives later, which led to the big C.D. Lamb catch that then led to his touchdown. So. Um, I, I personally do think that that some of it was due to the defensive line and wanting to keep him upright, which is why I, Cooper Rush wasn't sacked because there was so much protection. Um, but also, yeah, just because of the game plan and how they went into the game. But also your point about Dak not really being able to throw the ball consistently and win games out uh, Dak's not he's not he's not one of the best quarterbacks but he he has shown that that there are times where he can can if he has to throw a, 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 de- a good amount of times in the game and obviously for the next episode if this is a com if this is a topic that you want to talk about in the future and this is not me saying this is like a Dak fanboy or anything but there are, there are times where he's been able to Put the team on his back and, and and end up winning the game or, or putting them in a good position too. But I think every quarterback and their team would be will, will be better um, with running the ball. Um, you look at Green Bay who have two of the be- who two top running backs um, and teams. Unless you're Tom Brady, who for for, for a few years didn't really have great running game, but still was able to win. Um. Even giving great quarterbacks they, they do need a running game so um, I'd obviously have to get um, to get a specific game to talk about where Dak had to throw the ball a lot and then ended up winning it and now that's not something you'd want to see with your quarterback throwing 50 60 times like I, I think Justin Herbert threw like 60 something or threw the ball like 60 times this past week and they ended up not winning so yeah, so throwing the ball, um a lot is not uh is not a is not the key to success it may be a few times but consistently is not the key to success so I think that that goes for every quarterback not just specifically Mr. Prescott but I, I do think that for the next for this whole year he's not going to be able to throw the ball well for at least the first two or three weeks so running this so running the ball if he if because um Cooper Rush against the Bengals threw the ball 31 times. So if if Dak can throw like 20 times and then hopefully complete most of those, maybe throw a little bit less than that, then that'd be able to work because Dak didn't look great week one and he's coming off of, this is now going into two weeks of him not being able to throw the ball. I don't really foresee him suddenly being great at throwing. Well, I mean, this is kind of a... a
0: Really, this is almost breaking news because after week one, you were adamant on getting rid of Prescott and replacing him. So the fact that you are now defending him again is, is you know, I, I you are back on the train.
1: No, I'm not, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that I think it's, it's not, it's not fair to, to knock someone for, I mean, I, I, mean, it's I have not. a,
0: I mean, I have a twelve-plus game sample size of Dak Prescott being ineffective, of winning when they put a lot on his plate and have transitioned from the one run-first offense to the pass-first offense.
1: And what twelve games would those be? All right, because um, twelve, t- huh?
0: So I have Green Bay in the postseason. I have – Green Bay missed. in the postseason. Green Bay in the postseason. The in
1: 2016, they tried running the ball. They couldn't do it. They were well, they, down, yes, they were down several then, scores. Yes, and then and Jack said, had to throw the ball, and then they were almost there if it wasn't for a hand of God from from Mason Crosby. And it also wasn't for a blown coverage by Byron Jones to allow – Cook to be able to, to catch something that he that's probably the best catch he's ever had in his whole life. Were so they, yes, so were, yes, they, that, down, that were they down?
0: No, they were how many points were they down again?
1: They were down like three scores going into half three time. scores.
0: So so the so ultimately the defense played off and then they got some big plays. Aaron Rodgers threw a dumb interception, got them back in the game, and then ultimately they lost. So
1: but the, I, I believe I, I can look at it if i i don't have the stats in front of me but but that year in 2016 Dak was not they were running capable. first offense they yes. were run
0: first offense
1: so so and they tried and, running and they were
0: unable to run and yes. so it got on him to throw and he was unable to throw effectively in the first half he was half. also
1: a rookie who in miss who mississippi state was not really known at, at least all the all all the, all the most of the plays that i saw he was not he was not known for his arm he was more known for for being able to run the ball at least because at, how, how big he was, and sure, he was a good thrower. But, like, like you said, 2016, he was not really known for throwing the ball, and they didn't really ask him to throw the ball that much. And also, coming off that team, was at least in my opinion the the reason why they were so successful was because of their younger players. So, for them to have to go into Green Bay in an away game and stink it up for two quarters, the, and then the you're re- asking.
0: The reason why they were effective was because they had the best offensive line of football and were able to run the ball, uh, 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 run the ball, and destroy everyone in the front and play action very well. Which is exactly what the Cowboys did um, on Monday. Was they ran the ball effectively and they were able to play action well.
1: But they, besides 2016, in 2017, you you lost the 2017, 2018. As soon as they lost Ron Leary, their, their whole offensive line went, went down. And then you had to move – then you Lael Collins had to move out. With Doug, with, when Doug Free retired, you had to move Lael Collins out. So then you, ha, then you brought in Ronald Leary, and, and that offensive line was probably the best. When you had Tyron Smith, Ronald Leary, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and then Doug Free – sorry, and then Lael Collins. And then when they lost Ronald Leary – that left guard position was was a rat, was a mess for several years. So yeah, Dallas wants to get into this. It wants to get into this run first offense. But when you're this is the first year in several years where Dallas's offense offensive line has been consistently good. You Col- Lyle Collins was was not what he used to be after coming into camp, hurt several times and his hip being injured and in his back. I believe he had or may, maybe not back, just his hip. He was a shell of himself. Zach Martin is one of the best offensive linemen, is probably the best offensive lineman, but offensive guard, sorry, besides Quentin Nelson in the league. having Not having a center since Travis Frederick, and yeah, Biotis is good, but he's nowhere near Travis Frederick was. Left guard is still a question mark, and now, as of right now, your left tackle is set in stone right now, but who knows what'll happen over an elongated season. So it's difficult to want to consistently run the ball when your offensive line does not have the ability to. I think that a lot of people when they look at Dallas like, "Oh yeah, they're one of the best offensive lines in the league, which is why, which is something that I think people kind of think is, "Oh like oh 20, 2016 offensive line's the same." no it's it's far from it. L- losing your center is one of the worst things that can happen to your football team. Besides, obviously, losing a quarterback. And as soon as Travis Frederick went down and retired because of an autoimmune disease, that whole offensive line went down. You're relying on Zach Martin, who is consistently healthy, and you're also relying on Tyron Smith, who is maybe good for eight or nine games a year. And then you're, you're asking... Lyle Collins, at right tackle, who was good, but but after his after his hip was injured, is nowhere near he was nowhere near he was, and so yes, you're obviously going to be relying on your quarterback a lot more when your offensive line is Swiss cheese and cannot run block to save their lives.
0: That was a great a great rant um but at the end of the day you just proved my point that they've had to rely on Prescott more and he hasn't been able to succeed
1: well he has but, well do you mean like regular but, season but or just postseason? To, just to give you just to give you 2015 I'm
0: not I'm not going to give you 2016 26 I will uh, delete the Packers game off of my list I have this is 2019 I have the Cowboys, I had the Cowboys against the Saints, Cowboys against the Packers, Cowboys against the Jets, Cowboys against the Vikings, Cowboys against the Bills, Cowboys against the Bears, Cowboys against the Eagles at the end of the week where they the Eagles had basically practice squad receivers and all Dak had to do was make one play throwing the football and he could not do it. That was also the game where Mark Cooper – Set in stone, me wanting him gone. Where he got benched in a in a uh, coaching with the coaching staff led by Jason Garrett, who never benches people. So he might be the first person who's ever gotten benched under under Jason Garrett, which is which is um uh, not what you want to be. But anyway, I counted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games from twenty nineteen. All I need is five more games from that, and I can pull the game against Denver where he came back off the injury, looked terrible against the Chiefs, where he also looked very bad. Um, even though they beat the Giants, that was one of those games where he was unable to be effective throwing the ball against Mike Glennon. He looked very, very bad against in that game. 49ers game, was not able to throw effectively. I mean, I, you can say everyone played bad, but he was not able to throw um and ultimately they lost because they were unable to play well um the bucks game this year although not going to really hold that as much against him because he was he but i mean same offense same receivers same line same running backs and they were able to do basically nothing so that's around 10ish games just off the top of my head i know i said 12 my bad 10 Um, if I were to go back, look from last year, I'm sure I could find a couple as well, um, that I missed, but that's just 2019 through this year where I pulled 10 games where you, they've asked him to throw and they, they were, they, a couple of those games they were able to battle back, but were unable to finish. And, um, other, other, those games, they were just unable to do really much of anything on offense when he was throwing. So, um, I mean that's just that goes back to my point of he's shown in multi in a lot of sample size where he's inconsistent when they've asked him to throw. Not saying he can't win, just saying he's inconsistent. So when they're able to run the ball like they have been, um, they should they they should go back to this type of offense where they're running similar plays from the same or different plays from the same formation. Um, making the defense guess, making them stack the box, play action, throw over the top, or spread them out and run the ball and it's been working very well and that's just all I'm basically saying based off of re-watching the game and just by studying the formations because that's what I took off of it they were they were disguising plays from the same formation and were able to, to do it effectively with with while limiting penalties by having people blocking that are not supposed to block every single play
1: well yes I I would like to see Dallas change up things and not be the same type of offense every single week. Going going into last week, going into last year, Dak against the Buccaneers, in my opinion, um, surprised a lot of people with his performance coming off of an ankle injury. Going into the Chargers game, which you, I know you didn't expect Dallas to win that game, and sure, the defense kind of held their own, and you had an interception by Justin Herbert, and you had a sack by Michael Parsons, for so sure. I'll give you the defense on that one. Cowboys beat the Eagles by 20 points. Dallas in the second half beats the Panthers, and then Dallas beats the Giants. And then also and the Dallas Giants. beats the Patriots, and then Dak. With calf strain, I don't know what it was. Apparently, a lot of reports on on the the injury of how severe it was. I don't – whatever like, – like you've said, if you have an injury and if you're going to be out there, you you should at least be decent. And then Dallas goes into the Vikings game – and wins because of Cooper Rush, and then November seventh, the Broncos game. That's very nice of you to say that it was
0: because of Cooper Rush. That's
1: I. It was Cooper I, Rush I, and, Amar- and Amari Cooper. So, and then you go into the you go into the Broncos game, and personally, it was an earlier game. Didn't really catch much. I was in church, but hmm. after while 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 surveying and seeing what was happening, basically, the Broncos knew exactly what Dallas was going to do. The, the the whole scheme it would there there was no there was no surprise so going back to what you were saying about how Dallas was doing different things that that's what i meant they hadn't really done that much their their type of motion and surprise week 1 was a double reverse which completely blew them Blue momentum away. So yes, I would like to see a similar type of game plan to Dak, but don't limit it as much. Dak can do more with the offense. And that's not me saying that I love Dak and that he's this great quarterback, but he has more intangibles because Cooper Rush was an undrafted free agent and Dak with a fourth round pick. So you'd expect more out of a fourth, fourth round pick than a UDFA, unless your name is Tom Brady or Tony Romo or the other plethora of UDFAs who are great. So then you go into the other games. Like the Raiders, like the Falcons game, which was not even a game. The Chiefs game, which Dak and company had at least forty-five chances to win that game, they didn't, just because of vanilla because offense. Of who? Because of Dak and because of the because of the vanilla offense. So like- I just I just have a quick question:
0: Why do you think Kellen Moore, other than Mike McCarthy yelling at him? Because I don't really that. Why do you think the Cowboys were running? Pass looks most of the time, and throwing the ball a lot.
1: You mean you mean last week, or you mean sorry in uh, general? Monday, Monday, in, before, in, I, general in general,
0: in And since Dak got paid forty million dollars, two hundred plus million overall, why do you think the Cowboys have lined up in, in pass packages with Amari Cooper, Ceedee Lamb, and Cedric Wilson as their receivers? Why why do you think that they were doing that?
1: I, Is I it think a they-
0: Is it A because they hate running the ball, or B because they have a quarterback and weapons at wide receiver and thought that they could beat people throwing the ball?
1: I'll 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 take I'll take C. I think that it was because your identity is running the ball. Every team's identity should be running the ball, but when your but every team's
0: every team's identity is not running the ball. The Chiefs' identity is throwing the ball. The Bills' identity is throwing the ball. The, but, the Chargers' identity is throwing the ball. Um, the Bucks' identity is
1: because the Bucks haven't had a good running back in in years. And also the the Chiefs, the Chiefs, when Clyde when Clyde Edwards Alaire was a rookie, and when he, when he was good at running the ball, that that team. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that year they were they were running. They were a run first team. But they, they had a good running game, which that was the year that
0: that Mahomes threw fifty touch like sixty touchdown passes.
1: I, like I said, I am not saying that that, that that team became a run first team, but I'm saying that that, that they have not had a good runner since Clyde Edwards Alaire, his rookie year. He They're just hasn't Clyde been Edwards. the same player. He's not well, been they, the same player. Because they've also
0: they're also a throwing first offense because they have Patrick Mahomes, who is, a two, who is an MVP winner, a Super Bowl MVP winner, and who, who is one of the most talented, gifted throwers of the football ever. So they're going to use that's their identity as throwing the football, just like with Josh Allen and Herbert. And, I mean, I would say the Bucks, but that's because the Bucks have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they had Gronk uh antonio brown julio jones for a game um like they were they threw the ball i mean they they run the ball very well but they also didn't attempt to run the ball that much most of their running was consisted of running back check downs so there are a lot of teams who throw the ball more than they run because that's their identity the cowboys thought that they were a throwing team so that's why they threw the ball but what they, what i'm liking that they're finding out through this this situation where they have Cooper rushing at, at, as the quarterback, they're realizing that they can they can be successful throwing the ball and running running the ball, and all they have to do is design, disguise what they're trying to do within the same formation. And what I like is it's super simple because everything that, that that I saw from watching it back is super simple. They're either in the pistol with seven guys blocking or they're in the shotgun with five guys blocking. And they're going to do the same thing in different formations and and always stay one step ahead. And so that's all I'm saying is you're not a passing team. You're not – your quarterback is much better when he's – when they're running the ball more than they throw it. And they need to stick to the running game as much as they can because they're this is showing that they can win – Because their defense is so good, they just need to run the ball, score touchdowns, and um, they they have to play close games and play close games. But I mean, you you just gotta. This team needs to get away from thinking that they're a throwing team and get back to thinking that they need to run the ball, um, and being a run first team.
1: I, like I said earlier my statement about the um, about the Chiefs was not that because of Clyde Edwards Alaire who had 1,100 yards from scrimmage and played and started in 13 games and then year two started in 10 games so he went from 1100 yards to 646 now that that is either uh, personally, I don't think that if, if, you're, if you're running back, has 1,100 yards in scrimmage, you're going to go into the, the next year like, you know what, guys, we're, we're just not going to run the ball anymore. This is not going to happen. So either he was injured, which I believe he was, or he just was not as effective. So my statement was not that, that the Chiefs were this run-first team. I'm just saying that when you have a good running game, it will only help your team. So that, that's all that my, my statement was. Um, on that but um overall the offensive line's a lot better this year so i'd like to assume that um, which is shocking
0: considering that we thought it was going to be terrible
1: you thought it was going to be terrible
0: i mean most of the people thought it was going to be terrible
1: well there, there, there was a big divide in who believed in Tyler Smith and who did not. You fell in the category of people that did not believe in him. I fell in the category of people that did believe in him. And also, I didn't mentioned this earlier, but my favorite, my favorite play of the game was the Tony Pollard 45, 47 yard run because Jason Peters closed off the 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 lane and and basically was the reason why why that it was his first play too, which is pretty cool. Um, but. I I think I would assume I obviously don't know this, but a part of the reason why the game plan was was more was simpler was because who, it's, it was a backup quarterback. Obviously he's been in the system for several years. Um I only a year less, maybe two, because he was cut than Dak, but I I believe that um with the backup you kind of have to um, close the playbook down a little bit and dumb it down. And Cooper Rush, he, he, he's played well. Um, but yes, I would like to see a similar type of game plan for Dak, especially while he's nursing his thumb. But Zeke for for 2017, he was he was he was coming in and out of week to week to about to being injured. So 2017, Dak did not play well. Dak was Dak was. I would assume the same quarterback, but did not benefit from having as good of an offensive line. So, uh, and sorry, did not not benefit from having as good of a running game. So, he so that's he didn't play all that well. His his coming out party, at least in my opinion, was that that stretch before he broke his ankle. Um, y- yes, the defense did stink, but he was. Um, he was th- he was throwing the ball a lot, and he was able to come back, albeit not really against great teams. But he was able to put them in a position to to be back, and that's the only reason why the Dallas beat the Falcons was because of Dak and his arm. Granted, it was the Falcons, and Dallas should not have been down that much to begin with, but whatever that means. Um, the
0: Cowboys beat the Falcons because the Falcons were unable to recover an onside kick. That would okay, have but,
1: but who put them in a position to to kick the onside kick? It was not the running game down 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 multiple possessions. I, I, I'll be I'll be surprised if, if it was if it was Tony Pollard and Zeke, because that means that they would have had to go off for like 30, 40 yard touchdowns. It was it was Dak. They should not have been in that position, but it was Dak and against the Cleveland Browns as well when when that when that offense was and that defense was not playing well and when when and when Odell Beckham channeled his inner John Elway and was, was just amazing. <laughs> well you don't I, really, remember? I don't,
0: I don't I don't really get the, the analogy, but I, I, I know what you're talking about. Because he the reverse, he, had, the reverse.
1: He, he also had he had a throwing oh, touchdown. The
0: yeah, proving how great Baker Mayfield has as a
1: quarterback. So that Where that is Odell what I'm channeling his general John Elway for throwing it to Jarvis Landry or whoever it was thrown to but Dak even though they lost that game they were in it and then Dak breaks his ankle against the Giants and they were in that game as well um so he was injured and they won that game
0: they won that game
1: yes but who put them in a position to win that game it was not it was not Andy because well Andy did win the game but but after that, Andy was not. I remember having a conversation with you about, about Mr. Andy Dalton, and you were like, Yeah, Andy is going to be the quarterback. Dak's going to lose the job to Mr. Andy Dalton. And then Andy Dalton lost himself the job to Ben Danucci and to Garrett Gilbert.
0: I think the reason why ben, Andy Dalton lost the job was because he got concussed.
1: It was also because he was not playing well.
0: No, it was because he was hurt.
1: He did not lose I'm the sorry. job to
0: Garrett Gilbert. He, and Ben DiNucci. He was concussed. He for was two concussed, threes. and then he and he then he came concussed.
1: back, and then he didn't play well. He was concussed, and then he came back and did not play well.
0: He, he, Garrett Gilbert did not. Garrett Gilbert played one game as the Cowboys, and he had a really good game. And he had a really he, good
1: game that week. And then the next week, Andy Dalton was the starter again. And then he did. He so he did not play well at all that year and he has not he has not played well and who knows he might he might be the starting quarterback for the saints in a, in a, in a few weeks but but that 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 whole year was not was not great so then dak last year he has a good stretch up from the buccaneers game to to the to the patriots game in my opinion one of the better stretches of his career only lost the one game against the bucks his calf out for 2 weeks I I saw reports that it was a Kevin Durant-like injury. I also saw reports that it was nothing. So who knows? Neither of us know. I I no longer trust Dak in in the injury department because he said that his his thumb was fine. Then we found out that that he broke it. So I don't really trust Dak in the injury department. He comes back. But do you trust Dak as a quarterback? I trust him more than I trust Cooper Rush. And the one reason why I know Dak was injured for a big part of that year After the calf injury was because, as you and I know, Dak's rookie year before his fourth ankle injury, he ran the ball every now and then. He he didn't run. He didn't. He wasn't this like Lamar Jackson type quarterback, but but he had some element of a run game. Do you agree to that? Options. Do you agree? Yes,
0: he was. He was able to escape the pocket and run with his legs for first downs.
1: He did not do that at all after his calf strain until several weeks before the season ended. There was one time that I remember him, him, him running out of the pocket and trucking a linebacker and and scoring a touchdown. I forget what game it was, but it was the end of the last last season. That because there were several games where it was like third and five, third and six, and there was a wide open pocket and Dak wouldn't run. He didn't trust his. Ankle, calf, shoulder, whatever it was, he didn't trust it. So he was not a hundred percent healthy, and it annoyed me because there were several times where Dak could have continued the drive, but ended up just well, chucking it and it didn't really work out that well. It's it's it's
0: not my fault that he didn't run for the first down. It's on him not, to not so, run it I'm not saying
1: it's well, if, if he had a calf strain coming off a broken ankle, it's two injuries. Are you really gonna want to run and be hit? If
0: you're if you're playing I expect you to play. Okay. So if if he had green grass and was able to jog 5 yards for a first down, he should have jogged for 5 yards and gotten okay. the, the
1: first down. And end. and he probably should have, but but in in the grand scheme of things, he, he was didn't. not he was not he, he did not and he was also not 100% healthy until the end of last season and then obviously went into the went into the 49ers game and the whole team played it was a terrible game they all played bad the defense was bad everyone was bad so yes going into the offseason and seeing the Buccaneers on the schedule I was like you know what the team the wide receiving court isn't all that great but I believe they can do something Dak played terrible the whole team played terrible so excuse me for going into week two and not really being all that positive but no I'm not I did not I have not switched up my thoughts on Dak going into week two. Yes, I did believe that getting a new quarterback was the way to go because Dak had not had not played had not played well and was also consistently injured. He had three years in a row of being injured and being when you're paying a guy that much money. I don't like bringing up the salary part, but if but if if actually a quarterback if he's injured for three years in a row on and off, and if you're if you're if your whole team is relying on that guy. And if he's the, the best ability is availability and he was not available. So you're gonna need to bring in someone who was available. Cooper Rush, three games. I, I bet you if da- whenever Dak plays, let's say Dak goes up against the Rams, if he throws five picks, it, it's it's the ga- the game will no longer it, it will be it's it's he will be his job will be called for. But that is the end of of my rant. If Dak throws several picks, his job will be called for for Cooper Rush. So, any any minute mistake that Dak makes, Cooper Rush will be people will be calling for for Cooper Rush to take this job. Do you agree? And, the,
0: and the reason why they're saying that is because they are seeing the Cowboys have success with an in another with a different formula and a different quarterback. But like I said, they are seeing the quarterback score points when they absolutely need to score points. And they are winning the games, getting these game-winning drives, and they are winning. Basically, they're winning. They are winning games that they sh- – well, the Giants game, they should have won. But the Bengals game, they are winning games that they, sh- that they should have lost. And in the DAC era, there have been a lot of games where they should have lost and they did lose. And so people see, they're like, dang, we just beat the Bengals with the backup quarterback. What do you know? But so, that, yes, that people, are gonna, people are, people are, people are, people are going to call for Dak's job because they've seen success from another quarterback. My only question is where – what is your opinion on Dak Prescott? Because in week one, you wanted to have gone, but you just went on this 30-minute rant defending Dak against Cooper Rush. So what I'm is d- – uh, not- and, him, and him staying. So, like, do you want Dak to stay? Do you still want Bryce Young? Do you want him gone? What is your what is your what where is I your what, I stance on Dak?
1: Like. I want whatever you want. What I was talking about was not was not um I was not defending him. I was just saying what I what I what I believed. It was not that I I, I said several times. What my, my my comments nothing to do with oh Dak's Dax top five, Dak's top ten. It's it I was comparing a fourth-round pick to a UDFA, a UDFA who has had a pretty vanilla offense compared to, to or vanilla in a good way. To what? To what? Dak? Or sorry, if Dak was vanilla, Cooper Rush is vanilla with sprinkles. There are little, little plays, little 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 cool things that Ke- Ke- Kellen Moore has done. That was not something. The, the sprinkles for Cooper Rush is a double reverse for Dak that goes back ten yards and loses all momentum. That's all that I'm saying. If Dak goes into this offense and if he stinks it up, okay, Cooper Rush, by all means, I am 100% for that. Bryce Young, sign me up. But You've already, I, you've I, already given
0: week one you gave up on Dak. So are you back on the Dak train or do you still want to go?
1: There, there was no train. I did not expect Kellen Moore to add this element to this offense. So as soon as Dak goes back in, he will obvi- he's obviously going to play if he plays and if he succeeds then he- then he can play now but I would still like to move on in the future but if he does not play well you can move on now and put Cooper Russian when when you' when you're-, when you're six seven games and then go on so so to answer your question jack I've been I was I've been probably too high on him going into every year. To be honest, I like him as a player, all that stuff. But in, in reality, I guess you could say, I, um, if he plays great, if not Cooper Rush, um, if he plays well, cool, still move on. If he doesn't, if, if he plays well, move on when his contract is over. If he doesn't play well, move on this offseason. But overall, still move on. But okay. my 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 twenty minute rant. Um that was just Your,
0: your, your twenty minute rant came off of me saying he this he has not been able to perform in a pass heavy offense.
1: And I what I was saying was that the only reason that they had to become a pass heavy offense was it's because, because they, they,
0: they had Amari Cooper drafted C D Lamb. And had four or five wide receivers that could be
1: successful, and they developed into a pass at the offense. If you'd let me finish, then then you'd know what I was, gonna say. What I was going to say. Three wide receivers. Okay, no, I, I get what you're saying. I get it. I, I see three wide receivers. What I was saying. Or three was that, wide
0: receiver ones. That's what you told me all the time. Was three. We have three wide receiver ones.
1: Yes. Yes. Because they put up wide receiver one numbers. Yes, I, I know. So if you're going to let me, if you're going to say something, let me just, just give me like I five mean, seconds. I, I, I mean, saying. I heard, I'm, five, I'm just five trying to, seconds. to five seconds? you're going to repeat
0: yourself to me. I've already mm-hmm. heard what you were saying. You're going to, you're saying that they were doing it because they don't, they didn't have the running game to be able to lean on anymore.
1: And that, that's, which like, that's which the is fair, why.
0: which is fair because Frederick was gone. They brought in his new center. Tyron Smith has been in and out of the lineup for f- six-plus years now. Zach Martin's been made the most consistent guy. And then Lyle Collins has been there, gone in the car crash, was not there for a long time, all of that stuff. And that's all true, that when you don't have a good offensive line, it is a lot harder to run the ball. Yes, that is true. My point is is when you they paid Dak Prescott a lot of money, to be a quarter, to be to quarterback, and the quarterback's job above all is to throw the ball down the field. They went and got Amari Cooper to help their wide receiver game. They because again they had to. They again they because they had to. They again went into the draft and took best player available, which was another wide receiver, C.D. Lane. So they bumped they, and then they went and they had Cedric Wilson before drafted Michael Gallup. So at that point, you have Michael Gallup, who has not been on the field all the time because of injury, CeeDee Land, Amari Cooper, and Cedric Wilson. When you have four wide receivers who are all able to make plays, your offense is going to be designed to get them the football. And you're going to be throwing a lot more than you are running. And they had success doing that against bad teams, but when they played good teams, they were a lot, they were very predictable because teams were able to scheme for their, the pass first offense, they weren't able to run the ball very well. So they were easily stopped. And now what we are seeing is that when the Cowboys, the Cowboys are able, even without a lot of wide receivers and depleted in that department, they're able to, they're able to run, they're able to pass effectively from the same formation as they are running it because they are making the defense guess. And that's what they haven't been doing for a long time because they were always, they were either lining up in five wide or they were lining up in I formation and stacking it because they didn't have the personnel to block from five or six guys instead of eight. So that's all I'm saying. They were pass first because of their personnel. And now what they're finding is they can still pass effectively even with bad talent because they are, they are now being a little bit more, thorough in how they are game planning. And that's why it's been a blessing disguise that they lost Dak because they are, they are relearning that, that sentiment. And I'm hoping that they do not go away from that because they, Dak is a much better quarterback when he is not asked to throw the football a ton of times. Cause he is not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, but even He's, Justin Herbert throwing the ball fifty times doesn't win. You lose to the Dolphins. So if if you're gonna say that if you're gonna if you're gonna bring up guys like oh yeah. Dak's not this Dak's not this, but but Justin yeah. Herbert throwing the ball fifty times did, was, did he win or did he lose? Did did the Dolphins beat the Dolphins beat or sorry for Josh, Josh Allen? Did, did the Dolphins beat the Bills or is that not what I saw on my TV? The, the
0: Dolphins beat the Bills. Because okay. they they were able I mean, to they, because lot, right? they because they are more balanced and they their defense made uh, big plays in the red zone.
1: I, I man I I must have missed that uh that Josh Allen um that throw in the dirt. I also missed the fact that, that the Bills had a chance to win because there was a, a punt that was muffed. And then you always tell me you know you make that type of money if if you have a chance to win you better make it. And I, I don't think Josh Allen got did it. So if you're gonna bring up guys like that, he and didn't. Like, oh, that's didn't. not this.
0: He didn't. So, he didn't win. Okay. Because because the because Miami out because while the the Buffalo Bills ran 45 more plays, the Dolphins the Dolphins maximize their plays by scoring touchdowns, whereas the Bills kicked field goals. That's why they won
1: going back going back to your one statement then um I'm, I'm through with what I got to say and then we can we can end it um you said that um for scheming that um last time I checked the quarterback does not make the scheme so for you to say so for you to say that stuff about like when you mentioned I forget what what the what the quote was um that it wasn't working, and then like this is working. Um, Dak doesn't make the scheme, so I don't I don't think that it's and also the the whole like the whole four wide receiver thing, there were several times where where, where Dalton Schultz was out on a bootleg. There and also with um with Blake Jarwin, they still had their two tight ends out there. Even even with even with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and Lamb. Um they just they, they they wanted to run the ball and Zeke got a thousand yards last year. It was like a thousand and one. And Tony Pollard didn't get all that. Didn't get a lot of rushing. Didn't get a lot of rushes. But that's all I got to say. I'm probably I'm sure we could probably go into more, but I don't want to go into any more any more rants about uh, how Dak is this upper echelon quarterback. So, but it was a good question. It's a very good question.
0: Yes, it was a good. The question was,
1: but thank you everyone for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at America's Team Capital P Capital C, and thank you for tuning in. Um, and after the game, or closer later in the week to the Commanders game, we will be posting a a um, pregame to that and kind of our thoughts into that game and hope we thank you for listening and we hope that you continue to listen in the future and uh ray anything else you want to say before we say go cowboys nope i'm good all right go cowboys y'all enjoy the rest of your week
0: yeah let's enjoy being two and one get three and one later